Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It is your turn. 780-496-0063 is the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Excitement. Bet on it at the River Cree Resort Casino. Number again is also the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We've got a few of those to get things going momentarily. 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. They're open Monday to Saturday. Of course, Oilers now brought to you each and every day by World of Spas. They're Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation all right phone lines are open text line is open and we'll start it with this i mean basically today's conversation has machinated into what would you do with the remaining i would say league minimum contract okay what would you do with it to now round round out the minor or not the minor leagues how are you going to sign one last player? Where are you spending the last dollars, I guess? Pretending that Bouchard and McLeod will be signed. And let's pretend you have one league minimum deal left to offer somebody out there to round out the roster. 780-496-0063. And I'm going to tell you right now, no, you may not make a trade for Las Vegas goaltending coach Sean Burke. There's been a lot of suggestions on the text line over the last couple of shows. How does Edmonton get Sean Burke out of Vegas? The answer, and I'm sorry to say, is that you don't. He's under contract with a different franchise in the National Hockey League. So until that comes to an end, it's it's, it's, right. it's not going to happen, Cam. Nope. As disappointed as that may leave a lot. And I would suggest after watching a Stanley Cup won by Aiden Hill of all goaltenders that, yeah, this looks pretty appealing to the other 31 teams in the National Hockey League. Bob has made reference to Sean Burke several times over in the job that he's been able to do. But it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. You can't just cherry-pick everybody's best coaches because the team with the biggest budget would be the best team for that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Once they're... They're under contract, so that's. I don't know the length of of his contract. That's what it is. That's where he is going to be, and maybe he signs an extension before that's even up. So yeah, that it's a it's a non factor. Yeah, Jason has texted us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Tomas Noshek is the guy that Jason wants, but he he adds, yeah, too expensive for league minimum, and that's kind of the problem. And I wonder how much that might change in the minds of the players. 
as the season draws near. You heard John Shannon say he doesn't expect to see the Oilers sign anybody preseason, right? But with the likes of Matt Dumba still sitting out there not entertaining a ton of offers, that has to that has to drive your price down in your own head very, very quickly. Like you, you're gonna want to be playing rather than sitting on the sidelines because you think you think you're worth more money. So I'm sure somebody is going to spring and throw a couple million dollars at Tomas Noshek. The question to me, and if you're the player, is and, and this is going to be the case for re-signings, as, as we've seen with the Oilers and for free agent acquisitions, is are you willing to work with the team in the tight budget world that it is in order to accomplish the bigger goal? So if you're willing to take uh, a haircut or less money to be a part of a bigger picture because you on the fourth line winning face-offs will help this team achieve its goal, then great. But I don't know that there's a lot of people out there that are saying, well, I'll take $1.5 million less per season to go do that. Well, and Ryan McLeod took a bit of a bit of a discount yep. last fall so he did so i don't know that you can ask him to do that again well you're not right now exactly. you're gonna ask bouchard to take the discount and say hey look we'll we'll make up for it when the cap goes up in a year or two and we'll sign you to something long term but right now we need your help with a bridge deal so <laughs> do what you can for us and and you got to get you got to get the bouchard deal done and the mcleod deal done then you'll know what you have for what's left if any hopefully some but that remains to be seen. And given what those last two contracts for young defensemen uh, in similar situations, uh, Ke'Andre Miller with the Rangers, Bowen Byram with Colorado, those just you know, came down last week. It gives you an idea of, of what Evan Bouchard should be on a bridge deal. And both of those were uh, 3.8 and a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, it's... It should be around that. And then the, the McLeod one, he does have arbitration rights, and you want to get that done before you get to arbitration, absolutely. Uh, and I think they will, but what's what's that dollar value going to be? That And that's going to probably determine what you have left, well, will, uh, what you have left to, uh, to sign somebody else, if you can. Uh, suggestion from Big Bald Tyler. He says, love that name, by the way. Nice. Big, Big Bald Tyler says, uh, hey, man, just sit on that contract. Go with what you have. No point going for something low end when you can see what uh, our contender team is available to do with Connor Brown, with Dylan Holloway, and with Raphael Lavoie all playing up. And that's the perfect scenario. That's the best case scenario. For me personally, I'm skeptical about Lavoie's ability to spend an entire season this year in the NHL. So how do you flex with that? Well, I suppose you've got Drake Kajula and you've got Lane Peterson and these mm -hmm. sort of tweener guys that were hooked up on these contracts to be able to help out in that sort of instance. Maybe that's where you go. And as Tyler, I believe, is alluding to, maybe the trade deadline is where you go hunting with, with even a little extra cap space rather than trying to fill that right now. Yeah, and that that's probably the situation you'll be yeah. in once 
all these other dominoes fall. So that's that's the most likely scenario, I would think. I think so too. I, I think, you know, for me, uh, the, the biggest asset that somebody could have at this juncture for an Edmonton Oilers acquisition is can you help out winning faceoffs, right? And if, to me, I would have loved to have seen Nick Bugstad stay in this market. He was priced out of the market. Yep. He had a, a way better offensive season than I think a lot of people even realized or were able to give him credit for, and that's fine. He played half the year or more in in Arizona, which, by the way, is where he's going back to again. Theoretically, could I see the player being traded? Yes. Could I see the team retaining money for a second contract on the same player? No, I can't. So in all likelihood, I don't know that's something that the Oilers could revisit. But his ability, not only as a penalty killer, but a right-handed face-off winner, to me, that makes him the type of player that I would love to see Edmonton reacquire later on this year. I don't love Derek Ryan as your, or for that matter, or Ryan McLeod, as the backup options in each important face-off scenario to Leon Dreisaitl. And that's why Nick Bugstad got what he got. Yeah, he, he had a really good offensive year, but he proved to be valuable in the face-off circle, uh, proved to bring a little something to the mix, and he earned that. And it was his, that's his right as a UFA to, to go wherever he wants and whoever's going to give him what they give him. So I, I don't uh, begrudge him at all. I thought he earned that. Would be gr- it would have been great to have him come back if you could fit him in, but mm-hmm. at that dollar value, there was no chance. No, 17 goals last yeah. season. 17 goals, 29 points in 78 games, which doesn't sound like a ton, but you got 17 goals coming your way. Someone's going to pay you more than league minimum. Yeah. That's for darn sure. <laughs> Alex in Summerland wants to jump aboard and talk goaltending. You're on the air, Alex. How's it going? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. What's on your mind? Well, there's actually lots on my mind, <laughs> uh, but um, you know the biggest thing, you know, like how much is that cap going to go up next year? Because just over three million now is going to go to Brown, and uh, if you're looking at a bridge deal for McLeod just for one year, and then you're going to have to pay him more next year, and uh, I'm just getting that feeling that after the uh, the structured Brown deal, and then if you only give McLeod two years, and I mean one year, I highly doubt they're going to get Bouchard. Uh, well, one or I'd love to get three years, but I doubt that's going to happen. Two years, like I mean, that cap's going to have to go up uh, significantly for the Edmonton to to do anything next year. So I guess I, I'm turning to this year. You know, uh, my thoughts, of course, when you, you talked about goaltending and uh, the, the deadline and. You know, going into this year, I think everyone's mindset is on will Campbell have a bounce back year and will Skinner improve? Um, you know, it's well documented. There was a lot of question marks, you know, Skinner being pulled three times in the playoffs in the Vegas series and not giving Campbell the chance. And, you know, that was the safe thing, I guess, to do from Woodcroft, but uh, criticized he was and, and rightfully so. Uh, I guess my question to you, my good, uh, my good friends, is... Uh, at the deadline, if there is that big question mark in goaltending, um, what do you get? What do you give up to go for it? Obviously, a first rounder mm-hmm. would have to be, but you'd have to go after a goaltender on obviously not a uh, competing team. And uh, what's really out there? 
I mean, it's too early to ask you to, to put you on the spot to ask you that, guys, and July 17th here, I know that. But I, I think that's going to be, uh, besides the deficiencies in defense, you know, which I'm sure is going to be cleared up with a full year back home. Uh, yeah, that goaltending thing, man. Uh, anyway, I'm babbling on here. Hey, that's okay, Alex. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I appreciate the call. Definitely uh, give us a call back. Alex in Summerland giving us a shout today. And um, Here's what I would say. I mean, I wrote a couple of notes down in that. I, I really think that you're looking at a two-year bridge deal for McLeod in my opinion. Yeah. And I think a lot of players are looking, Alex, and thinking, well, how much could the salary cap go up in one year? Maybe not a ton, maybe $3 million, but how much does it go up that second year? And now we're talking about renegotiating for uh, these guys that took a bit of a haircut or gave a bit of a break in the final, what what everybody hopes and, and expects to be the final years without a significant cap increase. The $3 million that Connor Brown is going to account for due to the bonus yeah, that, that's why you want to keep as far away from the cap ceiling as you can this year, because let's say you finish this year with a million dollars left in cap space, that that eats into the bonus that would carry over for the next year. So you're not paying Connor Brown's bonus at $3 million. You've already taken care of some of that at, and say it's only $2 million. So that would be, that would be a perfect scenario, okay? Uh, because I think if he plays, like I said to you, last week and I know I confused you and I confused the crap out of everybody else but if you've got a, um, a player that's going to have a two million dollar bonus overage next year and he's already played to the tune of a five million dollar contract or four let's say let, let's be liberal and let's say that he's worth four million dollars and that the Oilers want to keep him well now he becomes a six million dollar player on the cap next year because you've got his salary plus that bonus from this year's bonus incentive deal I I, I hear what you're saying, Alex, and that does lead me to a little bit of leeriness, but I also have all the faith in the world that the guys that are signing these numbers have a much better idea of when this cap is expected to pop and go up, um, probably more like $5 million at once instead of $1 million at once. Yeah, and it, as far as the goaltending goes, Alex, and Summerland is a wonderful place. Sure is. Yeah, it sure is. I. All I, and talking about like at the trade deadline, there's so many variables. Variables being how good the Oiler goaltending has been to that point. Yep. Do you think you're in a position where you really need to make a deal? And then if that is the case, then what's available league-wide? Sometimes there's a few, sometimes there are not. And that's part of it. Then it's the dollars going out versus the dollars going in. So there's there's so many things that uh, could change, so many variables between now and trading deadline of the upcoming season. It's difficult to say. Oiler fans hope that the, the bounce back for Jack Campbell is significant, for sure. And he was solid in the playoffs. That's a positive. And Stuart Skinner is still on the way up. He's still projecting up. He had a great year. It was an amazing year. Playoffs, okay. It wasn't as good as you'd like, but still, there's a there's a lot of positives if you take a look at that entire whole season. So now you go into this year, and you'll see what you have, and you'll have a pretty good idea after the first month or two. And then if you have to make a decision at that point, then you do with the knowledge of what you think is available and at dollar value and then you have to figure all that out but until we get 
into the season, you don't know. And the reality is that's what it's going to be. You're, it's not going to be until you're in the season. Uh, Jason uh, uh, texting us again. Who He was the one who mentioned Tomas Nosek. Uh, also thought Matthias Janmark played a bit of center. Couldn't he step in? Uh, certainly, I think yeah. he could. And uh, penalty killing was was the big reason that they sided with him over Nick Bugstad, in my opinion. Um most Oilers fans, says Craig, lamented the loss of Drake Kajula a few seasons ago. Well, there was definitely a faction of them, I would suggest, and and Drake brings a little bit of bite to the bottom of a lineup. I don't dislike the fact that the Oilers brought him back. He's wearing Ty Ratty's old number eight. How funny is that to even be a sentence that falls out of my mouth? But yes, Kajula back and, and wearing number eight, so if... He might be part of that rotation we see over the course of a year where he gets a handful of games. Hamblin might get a handful of NHL games. Lavoie up here in all likelihood getting an extended look. Uh, Lane Peterson, who we saw between Vancouver and and a couple different NHL franchises last year. So some guys, some journeymen that know how to go out there and fill a role for a couple of games, but don't come with the expectation or the salary of somebody who's going to be a full-time fourth liner. Yeah, there. I, I could see that being a, a likely scenario. Maybe Xavier Borgo gets into that mix as well if he's having a really good year in Bakersfield and uh, has impressed the club. But yeah, you, you've got you've got some options there uh, of guys that either are on the cusp of becoming NHLers or have been NHLers uh, and have been up and down a little, like Lane Peterson. But we'll see. Uh... Who's texting us out to kill him? Matt. Ooh, Matt nice. is texting us out to kill him. He says, guys, save the money. 775000 <laughs> now is like a million and a half to a $2 million player at the trade deadline. So we're seeing a lot of that yeah. school of thought as well. Just keep your cards close to your vest for the time being. Make do uh, throughout the regular season as you can with your top heavy lineup and then fortify it come trade time. And maybe that's not a bad idea either. Stu47 says, how about Mason Gear? out of the New Jersey Devils. Good Drayton Valley boy there. A little later on in his career now at 28 years old, but uh, 6'4", 220. Uh, yeah, he's, he can throw him. He sure can, um, but he didn't play... No, he didn't play at all in the NHL last year. 61 games with Utica. <laughs> How about 136 penalty yeah. minutes to go with it? But, um, yeah, I know he's somebody that's sort of been on the radar. I think Bob loves him. He's a local kid with some, I like him too. some bite. Uh, yeah, I, I'll say never say never. Yeah. He's been in New Jersey a long time. Uh, Hattrick and Provo says uh, Holland wants to start the season with cap space and because he's not in long-term injured reserve, it builds, I think. Uh, yes, there is some fine-tuning to that that does add up. If you're not in LTIR now, you don't get dinged later on. So yeah. uh, that's... Uh, Again, I say, like, they, they've got guys like Bill Scott is the assistant general manager almost exclusively in charge of the salary cap, you know. So there, there are people employed making a lot of money to make sure that they understand who fits into the, to the thing and when they fit into it and who might better fit into it and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's tough to nail down sometimes, but... It, you know that they're working as hard as they can to crunch every dollar. Yep. They literally were at like zero cap dollars last year, meaning that they had signed everybody the last available dollar. So and started the season with twenty one, yeah, if you recall. That's right. Yeah. So it was it was right down to the last dollar. 
124 in Edmonton. Let's press pause on Oilers now. Time for a few more texts. And don't forget, we've got Montreal-based sporting personality George LaRock coming up after our next newscast. Stick around. We're right back here on Oilers now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some guests of the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. Should mention the Oil Kings have uh, made it official with the third overall pick in the CHL import draft. Could be a, a big piece of the team moving forward, eh? Yeah, I would think so. A 17-year-old from uh, Czechia. Yeah, going third overall. Adam Jekyll, they've got him signed, which is really good news. Uh, A guy that had 47 points in 37 games last year and finished second on his team, top 20 in league scoring in Finland at the uh, U18 level. So I expect him to be playing with the Oil Kings here in the fall. Yeah, they're going to have uh, him and Wojtek Port, who they took uh, last year in the import draft and then was drafted by Anaheim into the NHL. So there's your two Oil Kings import roster spots for this upcoming yeah. season. But yeah, Jekko has actually represented Chechia at uh, the Ivan Holenka twice, or the Holenka Gretzky Cup, I suppose, as it's known now, uh, but 2021 and 2022. So he's a player that comes with, I think, a pretty high degree of pedigree there and the Oil Kings after finishing with the worst record in the uh, Western Hockey League last year despite not having the first overall pick to show for it unfortunately traded that away in the uh, in the Caden Gooley deal the year before but uh, nowhere to go but up for this franchise and they'll be bringing in a couple of imports and I believe this is the year they get Blake Fiddler yes. who they took out of the US import draft first overall a couple seasons ago it is Vern's kid but yeah. He's a little different than Vern. He's a big-time defenseman, right shot. I think he's going to be impactful right out of the gate. Yeah, they're, and they're going to need all of that uh, to build off of what was, you know, it was a tough year last year, but that's that's the cycle of major junior hockey. You have that, and they had a long run at the top. Unfortunately, COVID uh, took a season out uh, of which the team was had a really good chance of a WHL championship, and then they had a WHL championship a few years ago. And now you're you're back into the building yourself back up mode for a few years. And you saw it with the Oil Kings when they had that run of uh, 12, 13, and 14, uh, where they were at the WHL final, winning two of those, winning a Memorial Cup in there. Then they were they were down for a bit, and you got Dylan Gunther in the in the Bantam draft. Yep. He was a big part of the swing back up, and then they were back up for, you know, three seasons that uh, they were incredibly competitive and had a WHL championship. So it's all part of the ups and downs and then hope, hopefully that uh, this young man is part of the road up. It seems like they're targeting him as such. Looking forward to the new era of Oil Kings hockey. We are also looking forward to hearing from Montreal-based sports personality George LaRock. We'll connect with him after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.